You're listening to Third Opinion MD. I'm your host, Barbara Delatore. I'm a physician and artist bringing a blended perspective to you about healthcare and exploring simpler ways to restore and maintain your health. In this episode, I have the chance to sit down with one of my clients to really talk through when we work on a health strategy consult. It's so much easier to explain it through storytelling and through a shared experience than to just tell you what I do. My guest today is Arlene, and she has given permission to talk about her health and to talk about her experience in developing a health strategy consult in order to navigate through the system in the best way possible for her health to improve her health conditions so that she can come to her own third opinion and make the best choices that will work best for her. How would you like me to introduce you? Just your first name is okay? Yeah. Okay. And I guess, what else do you need to say about me? That I'm a 75-year-old female. (laughs) Well, that's how we would describe you in the medical wards, but I want to humanize (laughs) you a little bit. Just that you're a lovely human being and that you came to see me kind of at a crossroads, that your digestion was giving you grief and that your blood pressure was getting higher and you've been avoiding having to start medicine, but your doctor is telling you to do this and you're wondering if there's any other ways to go about it. What was going on with you at the time that you wanted to work on a health strategy? The primary thing was a long history of digestive issues. Lots of diarrhea, lots of not being able to eat much, have much variety in my, in my diet. Also, a lot of anxiety and dealing with the loss of a spouse. And I was very impressed with your knowledge and with your approach. What were you diagnosed with at the time that we started working together? Quite a few times I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Since 2005, had a diagnosis of stage three and then eventually stage four kidney disease and the IBS. Those were the primary health concerns. Was it IBS as in irritable bowel syndrome? Yes, irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea. Sometimes incontinence, fecal incontinence. Despite the diagnosis, I've always been somewhat skeptical and hesitant with the medical profession. Which type of medical profession? Are you talking about the conventional mainstream? Yes, conventional. Why were you skeptical about the medical profession? Because I have, over history, experienced some medical mistakes. And also my experience with medical professionals up to a point, I didn't feel listened to. If I wanted to have an opinion about my own body or whether or not to take medication, I felt like it was dismissed. In your 75 years, how often were you interacting with the medical profession? When I turned 65, if you're going to be on a Medicare program, you have to get a yearly exam. So I would see a doctor yearly. My kidney doctor, I saw every six months. And I saw a couple of gastroenterologists, I guess that's how you say it, and never was impressed. Why not? 
one wanted to do an endoscopy and I had read some things about it that it could lead to sometimes pancreatitis and problems. And I mentioned this to the physician and his exact words to me were, you people need to stop reading. You're being serious on this. And I don't even remember no, you telling me this when we first that. met. <laughs> wow. Every time you tell the story, there's always something new that adds to just the severity of what we're dealing with in our system. That someone in a place of sovereign authority in a respectable profession would tell you that. I'm really sorry about that. Well, and of course, I never went back. And there have been other experiences where, again, my desire has always been to have a more collaborative experience. Not that I'm so knowledgeable, but one time my kidney doctor asked me if I'd been a nurse before I retired because he said, you know so much. And I guess it's just because I like learning and I'm not prone to believe in stuff that's just on the internet. Take this pill or do this diet and everything will be all right. I tried to seek out reputable information. There are a lot of different things that are distributed in big systems like this. They're hard to individualize, but they're a start. And one of them is something called shared medical decision-making. Shared medical decision-making is where you're coming to an agreement and negotiating. That's what it should be rather than a do-as-I-say approach. Yes. And I think that's what I came even closer to in encountering you. And we have the experience where during the pandemic, I was working and I was wearing masks and sanitizing and participating, but I did not want to get vaccinated. We had some conversations, I remember. Yes. About that. That, that was probably the first medical, at least person knowledgeable of traditional medicine that didn't just say, don't be stupid, get vaccinated. You actually took the time to explain to me that it wasn't the virus going into me. You kind of dispelled some of the things that were out there. And I think it opened my mind to the possibility of it. And shortly thereafter, I was offered the opportunity and somehow inside I knew it was the right thing to do your conversation with me, I wouldn't say just you, but our conversation paved the way for me to at least be open to that. I wasn't afraid. I had no anxiety and I had no ill effects. That was a positive experience for me. And that's what I think, or right around the time we started to work together. Yeah. I've thought about this in terms of our working together. And I think you certainly have offered me, and I've seen the shift, is hope. Hope that there is a way to let in a medical advice and pursue more than one way to approach a situation. I remember in the beginning, that was one of the big issues for you was deciding, was it going to be this or that? Am I going to go with traditional medicine or am I going to go with an alternative? That's correct. As we were working together, I was trying to provide information for you to see that you could do both and be selective. And that's exactly what you did do. 
you provided me not only with information, but you were open to it. I have been to a lot of physicians, professional medical people who kept that divide. I would go to a naturopath and I would feel like they were anti-medical. And if I talked about natural methods with a medical doctor, they were anti-natural methods. Alternative methods weren't effective or weren't safe. You were the first person that incorporated both. And you also taught me a lot about how to deal with, I guess deal isn't really a good word, more navigate the healthcare system. I think that's a better word, navigate. You showed me that even the piece of information that a doctor only has seven minutes with you and how to navigate that and know that in today's world, it's not the country doctor anymore. Your doctor isn't there to be your friend per se. Because friends give advice. There's education, there's counseling, and there's therapy. And therapy is when the patient comes up with the answer. Oh, I like that. Education is more of your teaching, you're educating someone. Counseling is you're telling someone. But therapy is really about getting the insight from within. And there's a lot of techniques to do that. And there are some that are in place, but it's very dependent on the operator, how they perform these techniques. I want to go back to when you were talking about how you would tell one doctor one thing and they would be anti the other. Did it feel like you were cheating? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like where you're going to different people and you're cheating on another doctor because if you say anything, they'll get angry. I don't know that I would classify it as cheating. I think for me, I felt caught in the middle. Oh, yeah, I see. As though I was going to have to choose. And I, at times, I did choose. When it came to my digestive issues, I put myself in the hands of a naturopath. More than one time, did everything they said. And sometimes I'd get better, a little better. And yet, it didn't last. Of course, with kidney disease, I never felt comfortable enough to just go natural with that. Because that's a serious chronic illness I just didn't feel safe enough to say, okay, I'm just going to do only natural. There was a time, too, where we were working on understanding your illness from a traditional perspective. High blood pressure, or what we call hypertension, is when the blood pressure is above a certain number. And there's two numbers that we talk about in blood pressure. The systolic is the top number, and the diastolic is the bottom number. You were dealing with numbers that were pretty high. I want to kind of go into what the definition of natural means, because I want to make sure we're not confusing it for not doing anything at all. No, no, there were supplements. Yeah, either supplements or seeking naturopathic care or acupuncture, chiropractic. I want to make sure we're real careful when we talk about natural, that we're making sure that you were just trying to find other means of taking care of yourself other than pills. Exactly. And were you on any medication at the time that we were working together for blood pressure? The only medication that I was on to begin with when you and I started working was allopurinol for gout prevention. I I haven't had an episode of gout for probably 10 years. You were on the allopurinol and your 
your kidney doctor wanted you to go on a blood pressure medicine. How high was your blood pressure? It was running higher. It would run sometimes like 150 over 90. But when I went in in January, it was like 190 over 140, I believe. So it was pretty high. I think it was higher, Arlene. I remember. It, it could have been. I don't have those figures in front of me. So at one point, I think it might have been up over 200 too. Yes, it was. I'm going to look at it here just to show you. It was 212 over 131. Oh, okay. A normal blood pressure ideally is something like 120 over 80, sometimes 130. As we get older, you can have it a little bit higher on the top number. What were you worried about with starting the medicine? Side effects. Okay. If a doctor recommends something or prescribes something, I want to know what the side effects are. One of the things that I have had a history of, and it's been documented, my body doesn't process them rapidly. And some of that may be the kidney function. Some of it, I think, is a metabolism. I don't metabolize drugs as quickly, maybe, as some people's body does. And that's always a concern for me. Did you have past experiences where you had side effects to medicines that you probably yes. you were told yes. would be fine? Well, I got a horrible case of hives with macrobid. That's an antibiotic. And they gave me quite a strong antibiotic when I was in the hospital when my colon perforated. And that sort of destroyed most of my digestive, I'm sure pretty much bacteria. This is going to sound crazy, but some of it goes back to when I was a child and I went to a dentist and they pulled the wrong tooth. That's not crazy to be skeptical <laughs> of us when I we pull the this... wrong tooth. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. One of the things I think that up the ante for me is if I'd say, well, I'm concerned about the side effects the answer was always the risks of the side effects are minimal compared to if you get the problem. If you have a stroke, side effects are going to be immaterial. Did they ever talk about nutrition with you as an option for lowering your blood pressure? Did they ever talk about any lifestyle measures when they were asking you how to improve your kidney function? My kidney doctor would once in a while not really talk at length about it avoid certain foods, because I know most doctors did not talk to me about nutrition at all. We have these talks about side effects as a physician. In my training, patients would ask us that. And it's one of the things that we tend to brush over a lot, because if you talked about all the side effects, every single drug has a side effect. The only thing that doesn't have a side effect is air. Everything has a side effect. Over-the-counter medications, even supplements are not totally benign. Everything you put in your body no, they has are an not. effect. I've had reactions to supplements too. Being raised by a person who had an excessive amount of anxiety anyway and was really diagnosed as hypochondriac. As a child, reading a medical encyclopedia and then read the symptoms and get them very active imagination that I have. I feel like that the anxiety was from childhood and no one ever really helped me work through that. We started talking about your childhood though in the way when we worked together. Yes. And and what what I put together was something called a genogram, which is 
kind of like looking at a genealogy map, but we're finding connections with family members, not just with diseases, but with situations, perhaps even stressful events or any type of substances that might have been used by someone, any tragic events that happen. They all make imprints on us, even going back generations. What kind of effect did that have to make that genogram for you? I think it helped me tremendously. To me, it's like putting together pieces of a puzzle. One of the other things that I would note about you is your thoroughness. You're not just, oh, where does it hurt? Or tell me some of your symptoms. You took time. I guess I was used to give me a pill, but I think that my going through that helped me to see the pattern. Even before we even talked about it, just the questions yes. I asked you, because what I do is I I send you a lot of questionnaires. They're baby questionnaires kind of in a drip content kind of way so right. that it's not overwhelming. The idea of having you to think about these things, and I think you had to look up a few dates. What's nice about this genogram, and this is a technique that was very popular in family therapy in, in mental health field, but it was also used in family medicine back in the day before they made us see patients every 10 to 15 minutes. They would actually incorporate different types of therapy, including family medicine. What's the name? They care about your family. So you want to know not just the person who walks in the room, but what makes that person in all the circles of their life environment, which would be your home, society, your work, where you play, all of these things matter where you came from. So you see it on one page. Yes, I think that was extremely helpful. And it also just helped me to see a family pattern of anxiety. And to also see that I had my mother and my upbringing in a very strict and religious and a religion that was fear-based seeing that pattern and then you helping me to recognize how to separate that out from now, even with going to a physician or taking a medication. Am I in danger? Even the side effects, are they going to be dangerous or are they going to be, you know, just uncomfortable? And that comes from Elaine Duncan, who was working on something called the Tao of Trauma. One of the ways that we respond to stress is fear. And this is going into little Chinese medicine, which is also what we did together. What I did was define what your medications were, how they were interacting with each other, maybe potential for changing or reducing those with your doctors. And then the other thing was understanding your illness from a Western perspective and a Chinese medicine perspective. In Chinese medicine, we talk about these five elements. And that's another episode to listen to. But in this case, the, each element has an association with an emotion, a negative emotion. In the case of fear, it's the kidney. And what's interesting is that you have chronic kidney disease. And as a kid, all the way through adulthood, you had all these recurrent urinary tract infections. And that you were raised in this fear-based household is interesting. It's not about coming to conclusions, but about connecting the dots and understanding that when we respond to stress, that is a very important distinction. To understand safety, that's the kidney, the kidney's job, or what we call the water element. Which one is it? To be unsafe or uncomfortable. Making that distinction, I think, helped you start medication. Yes, it did. Yeah. 
one thing that I have appreciated about you is that you let me come along at my own pace. This is not what I'm used to in a doctor or even an alternative professional. It's easier if I take it in small doses, incremental doses, building up to a place. You help me with that. What is your blood pressure these days? It runs uh, one. 120, sometimes 124, over 90 to 95. It hasn't gone above 95. That's pretty darn good. Yes, I'm very proud of how far how far I've come. The other thing I think that I really enjoyed, because I have studied some Chinese medicine and some of the five elements, when it comes to studying things, I like an eclectic approach maybe sometimes get enough information to be dangerous. I don't know. But one of the things that you helped me with was to help me understand that my constitution was something different than what I would have identified. And what I mean by constitution is what is your elemental combination, your makeup? Who are you in the context of how we define patterns in Chinese medicine? And we're talking here about five elements Now, I'll name the elements so that you can look this up as well. I will have a separate episode about this. They are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. They are associated with emotions and organs and a lot of different attributes, actually. Think of them as stations or patterns that connect with each other and influence each other. They either generate each other or they control or limit the others. You thought you were which element? Earth. Yes, I thought I was earth. It turns out. By asking me questions and delving more into it, I'm actually wood. And that has liberated me in many, many ways because I see so much of the wood personality and the wood constitution. It has helped me tremendously. That's something that your style, in my experience, I've never heard that definition of therapy, but I think that's part of what you do. You do educate, you do provide information. I don't believe in a one size fits all. Right. And you have allowed me to be who I am, go at my own pace and assimilate the information my own way. Now, even more progress has been made because you were on the allopurinol for the gout prevention. I shared with you that the allopurinol could be interfering with some other medications, and as someone with kidney disease, it can be a little bit problematic. I don't tell you to stop medicine. I just share with you the information that you can have conversations, and I talk to you about how you can talk to your doctors about it. But at the same time, you were able to start the amlodipine and then bring it down to a smaller dose. I brought it down. I started on two and a half milligrams, and then I worked up to five. I was doing so well, I thought I would try going back to two and a half, and I did that for a while. And I had to go back up to five, and I think it was because I made a major move in my life, having all that upheaval and all the things to do. Now I'm leveling out again. I found a physician who also listened to me. She took some blood work and recommended it if my uric acid was within the normal range that maybe I could go off of the allopurinol. So I have. And the uric acid was normal. That's right. 
What's really nice about this is now you're having conversations with your doctors that's honest. You weren't feeling like you were like the kid caught between two parents arguing. That's right. Now you can have these conversations that are honest, not only with them, but with yourself. And you're trusting yourself to be the leader of your own healthcare team. I think that's really true. What I believe is my perspective changed. I feel more empowered working with you. Therefore, I was able to choose a doctor that I'm really happy with. She listened to me. And when I told her I prefer a more natural approach as opposed to medications, she said, good. Working with you has helped me to come to that place that I do have an opinion. And mine isn't the only opinion, but it's certainly in the mix. It's in the mix and it's the final decision maker. Yes, it is. The other thing I remember is even measuring your blood pressure. Getting your blood pressure taken at the office was very anxiety-inducing for you. And then even at home, it was. And we talked about finding the right cuff for you, the right blood pressure machine that would more, as we say to kids, would squeeze your arm like a little hug rather than exerting all this pressure and causing pain. There's different ways to experience blood pressure measurement. Not everybody knows that, that sometimes people say, oh, you can just measure my blood pressure. But for you, it caused a lot of stress. Yes, I agree. And you did help tremendously with that by making some suggestions. And I did find one that has the cuff that works well for me. My approach in the past has been, (laughs) if I don't know about it, it can't give me anxiety. I was more Like, I don't want to take my blood pressure. I don't want to know what it is because it would just give me anxiety. But now I'm not afraid. It is what it is. And it's kind of so reassuring when the thing that gets bigger doesn't go up over 170. And even when I went to the doctor, it's so nice that it doesn't feel like it's cutting my arm off. The other improvements were with your digestion, too. We made some changes to nutrition based on your constitution and understanding food. That's only the beginning of what we could be doing together. I think that in the future, we're going to be working on even fine-tuning your nutrition to lower your blood pressure and do that with the supervision of your doctor so that you maybe could get off that medicine. That would really be something I would look forward to. Earlier this morning, I was thinking about what has this done for me. I have more hope that I could maintain my health as good as possible for my age. I'm not trying to live forever, but I want the life I have, I want to live it as healthy as possible. I understand that I'm older and parts wear out, but if I can do things and make changes to my lifestyle and live at least as healthy a life as possible. We were made to live a life and end it peacefully. In Chinese medicine, the goal is to live long life, die quickly, (laughs) right? And not at peace, at peace and quickly, like in your sleep. That's the ideal. Yes, it is. No hassle. In our country, we're dealing with so many chronic illnesses, including the chronic kidney disease and hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, that we are living shorter lives and dying really, really slowly. That's no way to live. And that's where lifestyle measures, all the new science in Western medicine for lifestyle medicine is exciting. I'm so excited to share that side too and merge that and blend that with the options from Chinese medicine, which has been around for a lot longer. We all want the same thing. 
we want to live well, we want to live long and then die quickly. It is the idea of not lingering. Yes, I'm 100% in favor of that. The other piece that you gave me was encouraging me in Qigong. That too, giving me little exercises that I could do that worked on calming. They've been calming for me. Now, there's a lot of different aspects to our health. It's how we sleep, how we eat, how we stabilize our emotions, how we breathe, how we move. And Qigong is a branch of Chinese medicine that literally means the cultivation of your qi. I was giving you some exercises that I thought would help not just calm you, but put you in a state where you can make better decisions. Because it's hard to make good decisions when you're very anxious or very sad or very angry. Do you have any other reflections? I have to say that it has helped me. I am so happy for how you've made progress and how you're doing in general. I hope that it gets even better for you. As we get older, we have to get over the myth of getting older is getting sicker. I agree with that. In the end, you've utilized both Eastern and Western medicine. In all of my life decisions, it affects everything because, and I remember once a therapist telling me that it's not either or thinking between two opposites or two extremes. There's a third alternative, which integrates them both. I'm finding that true in a lot of areas of my life. It's the way life works. We can see if we step back, we can take the best of everything and make an integrated approach that puts you in the driver's seat. It's your third opinion to do the work and to collaborate within yourself and with the team that you have. And to not be afraid to go to any kind of doctor now, any doctor, knowing that I'm going in I'm the advocate for the anxious child. I don't need a parent. I don't need someone outside myself. I am that advocate for that child that still probably carries a great deal of anxiety. But that's not who I want to show up when I'm talking to the doctor. Right. It's an adult with an open mind that maybe they'll have a suggestion that I haven't thought about. And if something troubles me or I don't feel comfortable, I'm going to step back and let them know that. Now you've had a chance to listen to how I work with clients. So I want to ask you something. What is your health strategy? Have you thought about it? Are you spending more time on what's frustrating you about getting healthier? Or are you finding the clues to get there? What is missing from your health strategy? I want to help. One way to reach me is by going to my website at thirdopinionmd.org under the contact page, and you can schedule a free consult with me so that we can talk about whether it's a good fit and whether it's the right time. You are now the leader of your health strategy. That's the goal. And if you're looking for a speaker for your event, you can find all those links on the show notes on the website and also in your favorite podcast player. Third Opinion MD podcast is produced by me, Barbara Dillatore. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle. Any comments made by the host or guest on Third Opinion MD reflect opinions about healthcare and self care. Please consult with your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Thank you for listening.